Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. So this is Utica Comets Insider, live from Swifties. My name is Rain. We've got Scoop here, and we welcome in Jamie Cyphers, defenseman number 26. Shoots right-handed, undrafted out of the University of Vermont, hometown Stratford, Connecticut. That's the basics. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. We're happy, to, we're happy to have you down here. Is it day off for everybody? Uh, no, today we practiced. You skated? So, yeah, we did. Tomorrow, day off. You take a nap afterwards? Uh, kid, kids were on call. My uh, my three year old was sick, so uh, she was wanting to play Barbies when I got home. So went back. Go ahead. No, no, I had to tap into the playroom. That was about it. All right. So you went back to Springfield uh, after, of course, they were here, but you spent a season there. They're going to get the All Star game next year, and obviously it was here this past year. Any thoughts on Springfield in general? Living there, playing there, anything? Yeah, you know what? It was my it was my first my first season back from Europe, and um, it was nice to be close to home. Uh, you know, growing up in Southern Connecticut, and you know, it was uh, it was a lot of time where where I was real far away. It was tough for my parents and uh, friends and family to to come watch me play, and it was tough for us to see them as well. So, um, you know, we came back from Germany with a, with uh, two daughters, and um, so it was nice to be close. And uh, Springfield was definitely a good spot, good spot for us. And we lived in Longmeadow, right next to the city there, and uh, it was a great place to play. You know, the fan the fans are great, and uh, you know they support us a ton, and, and I think it's a good spot for the All Star game. Is your wife literally like the hero of your house? having to put up with the lifestyle of a professional hockey player based on the fact that if you look back through your career, even from the University of Vermont, Jamie, you've, you've been a lot of different places, including some stops in the NHL, uh, but she's kind of been along for the ride. She said, I, I sign up for this, right? 100%. I mean, she she has been everywhere I've been. Uh, we, we met we met our uh, our senior year at the University of Vermont, and um, you know she joined me in Toronto a couple years in, and and that was it. And, uh, you know, she's the rock of our family, like like, like most of the wives are. And uh, I, I couldn't do any of this without her. You spent three years playing hockey in Germany. Now, it, take us through your decision-making process to do that and help us understand a little bit why players choose to go over to Europe and play hockey in those various leagues. You know, it, it's just the opportunity to live over there and, uh, and try something new. Um, obviously, we're all here trying to, you know, make it to the NHL, and, and that's the ultimate goal. And, and when you realize that at one point that, you know, maybe that's not going to happen or it's not going to happen anymore, um, you start to think about your options. And um, you still want to play the game. You still love the game. And, and Europe's a, a great a great choice. There's a high-level hockey over there. Uh, the fans are absolutely insane. And um, it's just a different lifestyle, different culture. So it, it was re- it was really fun, and, and I'm glad we did it. How much different was the hockey for you, being European hockey? You know, we hear about how they don't, you know, take the body so much. They're not throwing checks. Describe that a little bit. You know, every country was pretty pretty different, uh, actually. You know, playing in the German league, they you know they have a lot of North American imports, so the game is a little more like the American hockey league, like the, like the North American style. Um, but you're playing on a huge ice surface. So, you know, the physicality goes down a bit, but, you know, uh, playoffs time, it's very, very similar. So So when you come back from Germany to Springfield in the AHL, was it really sort of a decision like I want to come home and be closer to family? Or 
were, and, and were possibly other people talking to you, hockey players, coaches, hey, you know, we might have an opportunity for you here. You know what? I, I spent three years there, and, um, you know, our, our first daughter was born my first year over there in, uh, in 2011, and my wife was pregnant with our second, and, um, you know, we kind of decided we, want, we wanted to come home. So we rolled the dice a little bit. It was, it, was, it was pretty tough to get back into the league, and, you know, the American Hockey League, you know, it doesn't get enough credit sometimes. It's, it's a really, really good league, and, um, you know, luckily Springfield and the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, you know, had a spot for me and took a chance on me, and, and I was grateful for that. So, and, go ahead. And, and then you wind up in Cleveland when they win a Calder Cup, which has to be the highlight of your career, I would imagine, Absol- or one of them at least. Absolutely. It's right up there. Um, you know, this. I didn't really understand, um, you know, how much of an impact it would have on me until I actually won it. It was it, it was an emotional time. Um, you know, like you said, you have your wife, your, your family following you around all over the world. You're, you're, you're dragging them everywhere. And, you know, a lot of great situations, but at the same time, you win it for them too. And, and, and it's just a special to share it with them. It's, it's, a, it's a huge accomplishment and, and something we all, you know, want to do. I'm just going to reset for everybody. Utica Comets Insider here live at Swifties on Genesee Street. You can come down, have some dinner, grab a beer, and you can meet Jamie Cyphers of the Utica Comets. It's all brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light. Dilly, dilly. And we do this every Monday. So where did you take the cup when you got your day with it when you were playing for Lake Erie? I, I, I was looking online, and I saw that you returned to the gut. Yeah. What that, does that mean? That was uh, the Gutterson Fieldhouse is where I played my college hockey. Okay, so, University of Vermont. Then. Yeah, okay. so so my wife and I, we have a place in Burlington, and um, you know a ton of our friends are up there, and, and I decided that would be a good spot to bring it, and um, I got it at the end of July there. I actually got it from... Uh, uh, Chappie, Michael Chapu, he had it in Montreal, and I drove up. We I went right right across the border. Uh, we met at a, like a dirt driveway kind of parking lot. Took a picture with it together, and then I took it you know down to Vermont. So yeah, he's yeah. We've uh, wait a minute. Where you played with him in twenty? It was 2014, 2015 in Springfield, and then again in. In Cleveland, in yeah. In Cleveland, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. He so was going up and down from the NHL at the time, too, but, yeah, most of the time, you know, that's why. So what's it like to be reunited with him? And it's probably always good to have a familiar face when you get into a new situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Chappie was, is, is, is an unbelievable teammate, and, you know, I, I, lo- I love competing with him, and, uh, you know, I love having him around. He's a good friend of mine. So I'm fascinated by the transition of the cup because it's got to be similar when you're talking about the Stanley Cup. So the person that gets the cup next drives to the person that has it. Well, or how does it how does it work? Because I mean, some guys aren't going to live within you know, driving the, distance. The Stanley Cup, they've got that cup card, oh, the guy yeah, with yeah. the white gloves and everything. Yeah, that's no. the NHL for you. I mean, you know, we had to, we had to figure out a schedule, and uh, we kind of made it the most cost efficient way possible so everybody could get it when they wanted it. Um, you know, it's tough to plan parties during the week. People are working. Working. Uh, not everybody plays hockey, so uh, you know we we made it work with the team, and and uh, you know just kind of went from there. From the first guy that gets the cup to the last person in the organization that gets the cup, this is not like twenty five consecutive days. This stretches out for a while. So what's the months? F- is, is it so? It's literally like the off season. Yeah, literally. Do they give you a date that you have to give it back? Uh, you know, I think honestly, I think teams can keep it till like the first half of the year. 
Okay. Uh, so they can have it around the rink. I think they use it for promotional kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm sure some questions about that. This thing got pretty beat up. Uh, by even by the time I got it, yeah. I know this thing had to be fixed a few times. Had some dents in it, some dings. So, um, but it's it's an unbelievable trophy. It's actually heavier than it looks. Yeah, I think it's like 45 pounds. I mean, it was it was pretty legit. So, um, a lot of great history on it. it. It was pretty sweet. They brought it into the building uh, a couple of years ago uh, when when the yeah, I, I still have a picture with it. Yeah, and and I pretended I pretended to touch it because you don't touch the damn thing. <laughs> That's right. It, yeah, it's it's a substantial trophy. Uh, it's got a heavy base to it. Real heavy. It, it's, it's it's wood. Di- it's different it's in the way this the Stanley Cup is, mm-hmm. where it's more cylindrical. Cylindrical is that a word? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that. Did you have a beverage out of it? Uh, absolutely. How many? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You didn't have to count. You didn't have to count days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You did, so you did it right. Yeah, absolutely. So Jamie Cyphers is with us here on Utica Comets Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. I'm Rain Scoop is here as well. So you went back to Springfield. Let's talk about the hockey on the ice for a minute. Uh, the, the Comets were shut out on Saturday for the third time since March 2nd, which is basically just under two weeks after not being shut out at all this year. Now, we talked about it with Gary Agnew and, and numerous others that there's been a massive uh, roster flux this year between injuries and PTOs and things like that. But the team got it together, went on that 16-game point streak. But then Philip Holm is traded, and Darren Archibald is up. And you know now uh, Reed Boucher is up there. And a lot of guys have to kind of, what did Gary say? They're earning potential roles. You're trying everybody out. So there's been a hard time scoring goals lately. Yeah, you know, it's you know teams go through this every year, uh, whether you're first or last place. I mean, it's it, it's part of a hockey season. It's it's something that our team needs to uh, get over, and um, you know, you you hope that you learn from it and you can benefit from it, you know, down the stretch. One of the things uh, Gary Agnew talked about was that there are very few pretty goals that are scored in the AHL or the NHL that that they they come from deflections you know you get the goalie going left and you get them right and there's a funny bounce garbage goals greasy goals and that's just eluding you right now as a team that's one and you, like you said it's one of those things that ebbs and flows over the course of a season uh, so uh, what is coach call saying to you guys to try to get you into that mindset to you know just scrap around the net and get some of those garbage goals. Yeah, we're you know we're trying to create energy in, in as, as much in as many ways that we can in the offensive zone. Um, you know, uh, getting traffic in front, like you say, you get those garbage goals, you get those deflections. You know, as, as defensemen, we're trying to shoot everything that we get, uh, find a way to get pucks to the net, and that's on us. And, and that's part of being a pro, is uh, you know going through these tough times and finding a way to score goals. And you know, I, I've the utmost confidence in our team that we're going to get through this. And, um, you know, it, w- it was too bad that, you know, the 4 nothing. you know, after a big win Friday night here, you know, at the odd, uh, you know, we kind of we, we rolled into that house trying to be feeling pretty good about ourselves. And, you know, they, they capitalized on a few chances and, and, you know, they played well. Their goalie played great. Um, so, you know, it was tough to come back on, but we got to learn from it. So. Jamie Cyphers missed five games due to injury from uh, the 17th to the 24th. Earlier in the year, 28 games from the 22nd to January 4th. I'm glad that you signed a two-year deal here because I haven't seen enough of you on the ice, and I'm sure that's frustrating. Uh, First of all, being hurt sucks, but number two, you want to be on the ice with your guys, and especially because you're one of the veterans. Uh, I think the younger guys look to a guy like you 
for leadership and things like that. So kind of discuss that for us. Yeah, it, it was tough. I, I've had a pretty lucky career. Um, you know, I think I'm on year 12 here, and I haven't had a really significant injury until this year. So that was, that was, that was pretty tough to deal with. Um, you know, it was, it was tough watching the games because, um, like you say, you always want, you're, I'm a hockey player. You want to be out on the ice anytime you can with your teammates. But, um, you know, and coming back with, with, with was amazing. Uh, <laughs> one of the happiest parts of my year uh, was getting back on the ice with the guys and just being with the guys in the bus and, and doing things like that. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a tough year. Um, I'm very grateful uh, that I have a two-year deal because, um, you know, my family's comfortable in this place and I love playing here and I really feel like I haven't, you know, like you said, played enough. So hopefully we can keep this going. You know, one thing I like about your game, though, when you are on the ice, there's a willingness on occasion to drop the gloves if you have to to grit. defend a teammate. Yeah, I, which I, is... I, I like your grit. And, and you're, you're about 5'11". Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're not a 6'2", 6'3 guy, and there's some big guys in this league, and it doesn't matter the fact that you're willing to do that. That's another one of those reasons I'm preaching to the choir here, but that's how your teammates end up loving you. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it, you know, fighting's a part of the game, and um, you know, if if that's one of the things that happens, uh, you know, during a game, so be it. Um, you know, other than that, you, you know, you try to be a good example for these young guys. We got a really young team, um, and, and a great young team for that matter. We, our rookies are great. They, you know, they listen. Uh, they're there to work, and and, and hopefully, um, you know, I can help them out any way I can. If you have a favorite moment from your time in the NHL. What would it be? Would it be that first skate out on the ice? Perhaps that first time you were out there, the it was such skate. a blur you don't even, you don't even remember it. But maybe there was a, a particular goal against a goaltender or a, a moment that was a favorite in your NHL career. Absolutely. I mean, I have a couple. Um, I'll, I'll never forget uh, my first shift in the NHL. I was with Ian White up in Toronto. We were playing the Islanders. On December eighth, two thousand, look at that! How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bring it, yeah, yeah, that's great. So no, I just remember being called and, and being ready to go, and uh, you know that that was great, and also playing at Madison Square Garden. I grew up a, a diehard New York Ranger fan, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a fist bump there. Yeah, with Green, man, I, I remember stretching there, just just staring at the ceiling, and you know all the other you know, retired numbers and that I grew up watching, and um, just being on that ice surface was an amazing feeling, and having my family and friends there was awesome. And Brian Leach has got to be the Dude. He's oh, that's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. He's my boy, uh, Brian Leach and uh, and Graves, uh, my two favorite players. Yeah. Did you ever get had a chance to meet those guys? And you know what? I met Leach after the game. Uh, they were there for uh, jersey retirement um, uh, from one of the one of the guys back in I think like the '60s or something like that. But he uh, he was underneath. I shook his hand real quick. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a quick thing, but it, it was cool. Kind of you know. Yeah, cherry dude. on top there. Did somebody get a picture from somewhere? No, that I never oh. got one. Believe me, I was I was so sweating. I was I was pretty nervous, but I, it was it was a cool moment. So you must uh, hockey fan, and you've got to got to love the moves that they made because I think they did the right thing. They're stacking a ton of draft picks. We're, this is going off scoop. We're going off <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. Rangers right now. <laughs> yeah, I was joking about it. I was like, holy crap! They warned the fan base. They warned everybody. Jeff Gorton gets out there, and they told we're going to rip this team apart, but it's for a reason. And I was joking. It was like. Oprah, you get a Ranger, you get a Ranger, you get a Ranger, and, but yet they've done the right things. Are you happy with the moves that the Rangers have made? Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, I'm not really paying attention that much. Um, you know, you know, I was a fan growing up. Now, you know, play, playing the league, I just kind of focus on my own organization. Now you got to be a Vancouver. Fan. Yeah, yeah. No, I, listen, I, I'm following the guys that that are, that are here on our team here and that are getting 
called up and, and, and watching those guys and, you know, fulfill their dreams. And I think that's so cool. I, I love when guys get called up and, and get time in the NHL. I think it's real fun. Jamie, you need to play a few more years for sure. But as soon as you're done, you just flip that switch right back to Rangers fan, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love Jamie Cyphers. My favorite. Unless, unless the Canucks give him a job in the front yeah, office or something, yeah, 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 or they want know, him to scout know. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hockey's got to take you for a while, you know? right? You're still a very young guy. Comments Insider on ESPN Utica Rome, live from Swifties with Jamie Cypher, Scoop, and Rain. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, this is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Great food and drink specials here at Swifties. 24 craft beers on tap. Of course, the shuttle to and from the games. You're going to the game with Laval at the ABC on Friday night. You pop in here before. They got the shuttle to take you to the game. They bring you back. And, of course, uh, if you got a, an event going on, Swifties can host it for you. Private room for parties from 25 to 100 people. It is Comets Insider brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light Dilly Dilly. Me, Scoop, Rain, along with Jamie Cyphers, number 26 in your program. How excited are you to watch... How well Darren Archibald is doing with the Canucks right now. He's becoming a fan favorite there like he was a fan favorite here. It's easy to, easy to root for a guy like that. Um, he plays the game the right way. He plays hard. He's a big body, and he can score goals. He's tough. I mean, uh, he's a good package to have. I, you know, I think it was, it was a well-deserving call-up, and, and, and I'm pumped for him. I've been in touch with him, and um, I know he's confident up there, and, and hopefully that continues for him. It's been so much fun to watch him develop here and you know grow his game you know from from a guy who you know was kind of uh, in an enforcer role but now he scores he's got he's always had great hands but now he's faster you know he's developed his skating and here he is living his dream with the Vancouver and Cubs. as we noted a couple weeks ago scoop this is a guy that went about four and a half years between games in the NHL so you want to talk about staying motivated down here to get back there I mean that's what everybody's trying to do obviously Jamie Cyphers is with us I just want to spell this out this way for you so you started at the University of Vermont played there then you go to the you're undrafted you go to the Toronto Marlies some time with the Maple Leafs Minnesota Wild Houston Arrows Chicago Wolves over to Germany for three years Springfield that we alluded to in segment number one then the Lake Erie Monsters and Cleveland Monsters you won a cup there and now you're here for this year and next year with the Utica Comets and in each and every one of those places you have basically jumped right in and getting involved with veterans locally and this is something Scoop and I were talking about that we really respect and admire you obviously the Comets uh, pay homage to the hometown heroes but I see pictures on your Twitter feed and you check social media Scoop and I have noticed this you're always spending time with the vets uh, talking to them uh, tell us more about what you do you know what it, it, a huge, huge passion of mine um, I grew up with it my dad's a Marine mm-hmm. um, yeah I've got a, a few friends that serve and um you know it was it was a path that i i considered um you know when i was in high school and and it, it's just one of those things how, how can you not respect uh people who who serve our nation and put themselves you know before everyone else a lot of people pay at lip service but you physically you put your, your money where your mouth is and you go out and get involved well you know what I, it, it's a good opportunity when, when you know when Especially when you're playing here, you got a War Memorial Arena. Um, you got a ton of vets in this area, an absolute ton. A, a lot of which work at the actual rink. 
Yeah. So it's you know, there's just such down to earth people. Uh, all the men and women I've I've met, I get to meet every, all the hometown heroes after every single game, which is which is which is amazing. And you make a point to do this. By Absolutely. The way. This is Absolutely. not like the comments go. Would you mind? This is something you actively seek out. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, it, it's you know, at, at this point, you know, you play so many different places, you meet so many different people. The, the military, uh, the people who serve in the military, the people I've met have been some of the greatest people I've ever spoken to, and, and they're life changing. You know, you know what the, the advice they can give to you and 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 just you know even a small chat i mean it's just uh it's it's, it's refreshing and, and and they don't get enough credit they they get excited to meet a professional hockey player but i sense that you take more out of it than they do sometimes yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> like i said i mean I, I i look up to them uh you know they, they they've done the ultimate uh, choice with their lives and, and they put themselves in, 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 in you know for you know excuse me in front of everybody else I, I, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say I'm yeah. kind of you know mumbling my words there but um, you know they've protected us for 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 years and and, and they've, they've you know given given their lives unfortunately you know those who've lost and you know allows me to, to raise my girls in a safe place and and that's all I really care about is there a standout moment to you with a vet or a group of vets? That you've met here in Utica. Yeah, yeah. I, I met uh, I, I met two World War II vets, and uh, my father's always told me that's the, it's the greatest generation we've ever had. And um, you know, both these gentlemen were were in their mid nineties, and they were sharp as tacks. And I and I'll tell you, they they were just such great men. And um, you know, they you know they spoke about their time in the military. Um, and one of one of one of them started tearing up, had me tearing up, and you know that that was that had a, a lasting impact on me, and, and always will. There's, there's not a lot of those uh, those guys left um, in the world, and you know they did something that a lot of us wouldn't even dream of doing. If you want to read a little bit more background on this, there is a feature on uh, the the comments website, UticaComments.com. If you go into the news section, you'll see that there, and that's actually uh, Jamie. Just so you know, we we have a copy of it here, so okay. all the information. That's kind of what we're asking about. Some of the things that you're alluding to some of the names and the guys and the information and different places in the community that you've reached out it's all right there so i think other people could feel free to do the same thing and you'd encourage that absolutely i think anybody if they you know if they have they have a you know a spare moment in their day and whatever you can do to help whether it's donate or, or donate your time um you know a lot a lot of these guys come back a lot of these men and women come back and you know they're struggling uh in in, in certain ways that we all are but you know what they, they've, they've they've paid the ultimate price and um you you know, they made that choice, and, and I think we should support them. We've got a great local organization, Feed Our Vets. I, there's a lot of people who just don't realize some of these guys are going hungry. Some of these women are going hungry, and uh, they do great work. What are some of the organizations that help out vets that you're, in particular, uh, enamored with? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You know, you got the Wounded Warriors. You, you know, you see that online a lot. You, you know, try to try to donate to that. I mean, you know what? A couple of years ago, I was in a, uh, I was actually in a, a like a health food store. And, and there was a thing where you could donate money to send supplements over to the troops. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I did when I did some of the hometown hero stuff in Cleveland, um, you know, I got in touch with some of the parents, and you can send care packages, uh, you know, to these troops overseas and maybe give them a little taste of home. Um, you know, you got the Veterans Center right down the street here in Genesee, and they're doing great things with that. They're taking the old YMCA 
and and they're they're converting it into kind of a, a you know a, a stepping stone that people can get back on their feet and uh, you know they actually don't say no to anybody anybody wants to come in if you're not a vet they'll put you where you need to be I can verify that we've do- my family has donated stuff there the past few years you open the door the people they come out to the door and I'm like no we'll bring it in ourselves and I mean Wacy Hamilton and I uh, yeah. did a visit the other day and uh, Mr. Scalise over there and, and his crew are doing such a just an amazing job and when they're finished it's going it's just going to be such a such an amazing place for people to go Jamie Cyphers is proving not just to be in a Hall of Fame because of athletic ability but you're going in the Hall of Fame of life uh, you're in the Hall of Fame at the University of Vermont I read oh yeah I was in the Athletic Hall of Fame yeah uh, let's see it was that last last fall that's awesome yeah it was pretty cool it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to go back and, and you know see some of my old my old buddies and um, it's a pretty cool moment. How does your your wife must really? How do you not respect a guy like you? You got a professional <laughs> hockey career. You're involved in your community. She she did good for herself. I, mean, Jamie I, I, I hope she thinks that. <laughs> I think so. Scoop. I posted the video that you brought to my attention a little bit earlier. So so late on the line. I mean, you're an Ohio Cleveland guy. Well, the, the, you probably know what I'm going to ask you about. There was this <laughs> the situation with the monsters when. You're, you lost your skate blade. Oh, jeez. We had to lighten the mood a little bit. We got yeah, heavy I know, for a little right? while, yeah, okay. so we wanted I, to... Now, we were all talking... Bring it on. I, I can't remember ever really seeing that happen, you know, or... And, but. <laughs> You know, the ref is trying to help get you off the ice. He really you can't was. Get up, and then one of your teammates, like, literally pushes you all the way over to the bench. He and did. I, I half expected to see the guys laughing, but it was kind of a serious moment. Well, you know, we were killing a five on three, so yeah. it, it was pretty tense. And, uh, you know, Puck took took my blade right out of my skate. And um, I actually was, was so tired and... Uh, you know, so surprised that I actually didn't even know what to do. I tried to step, you know, get up a few times, and then the ref was kind of like, you know, Jamie, use your use your other foot, and I'm like, what foot? And then, you know, it was pretty crazy. But thank God I had a little help from one of my teammates, and um, I ended up getting off the ice. That's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, man. You can't go anywhere when you can't push with the one leg. It's it was insane. The videos at ESPN. You are, by the way, if you want to <laughs> get a chuckle at Jamie's expense. But please be nice. Be nice. He does a lot of great things. Please, thank you <laughs> for the for the vets in the community. So uh, we got to take a quick break. I guess we're up against the clock, so we'll pause right here. This, this is uh, Comets Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. We are with Jamie Cyphers right down here at Swifties. Make sure you join us. All brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light, and we'll be right back. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. That's what's up. That's what's up, right? That was That's a classic hockey bit at this point. Utica Comets Insider is live at Swifties on Genesee Street every Monday. Uh, this being a Monday, we're live at Swifties. We're with Jamie Cypher. Scoop is here. My name is Rain. It's ESPN Utica Rome. All brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light. Dilly Dilly. Did I cover everything that's important? I, I think you got it all. I think we nailed it all. I want everybody to know that we are going to air a few snippets and clips in a portion of an interview that Scoop and I participated in with our guy Matt Page back in the studio with Rick Dollywall, who 
works for Sportsnet in Vancouver. An amazing source. First of all, if you have Twitter, follow him at Dollywall Sports. But if you want to know what's going on with the Vancouver Canucks organization, straight on through down here to the Utica Comets, it, it's a must read. He, he's informed. He's intelligent. You, you'll learn about what's happening currently on the ice, what the plans are for the future. Uh, he gets access and talks to everybody. And he, he had some great thoughts on on what's happening, on what the plan is, basically, Scoop. So other, th- other than that, we're going to go there, but a couple questions for Jamie Cyphers. Vancouver, first. obviously, a hockey-mad Canadian city. You could say that about every Canadian city uh, that has an NHL franchise and even, you know, the, uh, the other leagues that uh, they've got teams for. But you played in Toronto, and when you get back up to Vancouver, you're going to experience... You know that on a major scale. Once again, I, I wanted to ask you about your experience there. What it's like to—it's almost like you're under a microscope uh, with the media scrutiny. I mean, it's kind of fascinating to me—a uh, city not only supporting the Toronto Maple Leafs but supporting the Toronto Marlies as well, and they're—they're they're fanatic about both. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that was my first pro experience, so. I was kind of going in blind a little bit, um, you know. When when they when they came calling and, and I get to assign you know sign with a team like that in a city like that, there was no way you're, you're saying no. So, you know, my my first year in Toronto was was, was really eye opening. I, I didn't really realize, um, you know, I knew knew Canada was a hockey crazy country. I did not realize, you know, to the extent until I actually got up there. Where is that first NHL goal puck today. Where is that stash? <laughs> it's still in the NHL puck bucket because I've never scored a goal. But I have I a couple assists. No, I don't have one. I had a couple opportunities, but never. I never got one in. Well, That's it, all right. It, it's okay. I kept it a, that, hopefully I kept a few out of my own net. Give it a month or two. I thought you had one up there. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. No, Hit some never. assists. I had right. a couple assists, yeah. Yeah, one on the power play, believe it or not. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pump my own tires for a second. I'm not much of a power play guy, but you know, they decided to give me a chance. All right, then I'll ask you about the fight. Are you going to fight up there at all? I, I, yeah, I've got a couple. Did you win? Um. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. I won both. <laughs> you can create whatever narrative yeah, you want. Yeah, no kidding. Right, right. You know what? The first, my, my, my first fight was in Tampa. Um, it was even. Uh, we both kind of just fell. Um, but, you know, I, I had another one later on, and, and I'd say I got the better of that one. Who's the when you, when you spend some time in the NHL, whichever team you want to choose, whatever experience, who's, who's the player you met or you played against, I should say, that you kind of went damn? I mean, that, I wow! You I mean, could, you could literally almost say that with 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 team with the teams I played with with Minnesota and Toronto. There were certain guys in those teams that their skill levels just through the roof, um, and amazing to watch on a daily basis. Um, I'll, I'll just pick Detroit for a second. I, I played against the Detroit Red Wings one time, and you know I'm lined up on a neutral zone uh, faceoff, and, and there's Datsuk and Zetterberg, and I'm like, get me off the ice immediately! Like <laughs> I got to change. Those guys are so skilled and yeah. so smooth, and Nicholas Lidstrom just walking the blue line literally staring at me in front of the net it looked like he does not look down when that guy stick handles and, and what an amazing hall of famer i mean the, the, those guys and, and those are some of the greatest memories i had playing up there was playing against the caliber of guys like that and in, in the best league in the world and um i think about that kind of stuff all the time still it's it's been you know what eight years since i played in an nhl game eight or nine years and and i still think about that stuff all the time it's it's a great it's a great memory and, and, and something cool not just with what happened when you know when you were in the nhl on the ice but in the locker room with, with these guys that have reached the pinnacle of the profession what things did they t- you obviously 
You're a little younger then. So sure. what things did they teach you in the locker room about being a pro that you still carry with you, you know, and that you pass along? Yeah, I mean, you know, just approach. It, it, it's all about being a pro, and, and, and you can never stop learning. Uh, I still learn from guys, even on our Utica team. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm watching guys, seeing you know, how they approach the game, how they react to certain situations. You know, you know, talking about the situation we're in right now. I mean, uh, you know, we haven't been winning much, and, and that's a time where you dig deep and you try to think about, you know, what kind of these past guys used to do. You don't want to press the panic button. It's one of the biggest things. Uh, we have a great team. We have a great group. We have great coaching staff. You know, we have we have all the, you know, all the, you know, things you need to have a successful run. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no need to freak out. Um, we're going to figure it out. We work hard. We come to work every day. And guys are committed. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before we break through this thing. It's the process. We joke about that all the time. But from Travis Green, that was what he used to preach when he was down here, but even in talking to Trent Call, it's the same thing. you got to just do your work. If you do your work, then everything is going to work out Abs- okay. Absolutely. Talk about uh, Coach Trent Call a little bit for us, too, in your impressions of him as a coach compared maybe to some other guys that you've you've played on. Yeah, under. sure. I mean, you know what? He, he's, so, he's so prepared. He has us prepared. Uh, you know, every practice, every game, we know exactly what we're supposed to do and, was, and exactly what's expected of us. Um, and that's one of, the, one of the biggest things I respect about him is he holds us accountable. Um, he doesn't cut corners, and I, and I don't think he should. I mean, the American Hockey League is a developmental league, and a lot of these young guys need, need to know, and they need to be refreshed, and, and, and uh, he's done just that. Who are some of the guys that you've played with, either on the NHL level or the AHL level, that really uh, impressed you with their leadership qualities in the room, in the locker room, on the ice. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go quickly to uh, you know a guy I won the Calder Cup with, Ryan Craig. Um, you know, he played a couple hundred NHL games, and you know, probably, geez, I mean, maybe close to six six hundred AHL games. Wow! And he's now the assistant coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, one year out of retirement. Uh, so you know, that speaks volumes for the type of character he has. And and I learned a ton from him. I played three years with Craig Springfield, both the years in Cleveland. Um, he's an amazing guy and. And just the way he commanded the locker room, um, you know, was, was something I took a lot from. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that would probably be my, my, my best example. Scoop, Rain, and Jamie Cyphers of the Utica Comets here. It's Comets Insider from Swifties on Genesee Street in Utica here on ESPN, Utica Rome. I want to I throw now to uh, a clip from our interview yesterday on the Sports Hill Show with Rick Dollawall, where he was kind of giving a general overview about what's happening down here in Utica, I guess from the overall Vancouver Canucks perspective. So I'm going to have Matt in the studio play clip number seven for us. And then when we come back, I want to have Jamie kind of respond and what it makes him think of. Oh, yeah, I appreciate, first of all, you guys asking me to come out. Second of all, you have to remember, we're in a Canadian market. And hockey here is number one. And, and the farm team and the development. And, you know, the hockey fan in Canada, it's just not about the team. It's about those kids coming up through the system. It's about what's happening on the farm team. And I got to develop a really good friendship with um, uh, Travis Green the last three, four years. And, you know, Pat Conacher's down there, the assistant GM. He's done a whale of a job as well. And mm-hmm. Robert Ash is just a top uh top, top organization in the American League. You know, it was 12 months ago, people were wondering if the Canucks were going to leave Utica and go to that California division in the uh, American Hockey League because California for us is a two-hour flight and makes a lot more sense uh, travel-wise. But the Canucks said no. They said, we love Utica. Uh, the fans are great. Uh, you got the snow, the cold, the hockey atmosphere. 
but the really the big key for Utica is you get to practice more. And when you're in the California division, because the travel is so much, you're always on a flight. It really cuts into your practice time. But I, I do know that the Canucks are absolutely. Uh, they just they think the world of Utica, and they just think it's a world class organization, in which it, re- it really is. Anything that struck out in that as far as your playing time here, I'd love to hear your comments. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he said it, uh, you know, from from, from management, uh, Pat Conacher, Robert Esch, they, they take care of us. Um, you can tell they're passionate about the guys. They care about the guys. They care about who they're bringing in to play with us. Uh, we, we spoke about the rash of injuries we've had. Every single guy they've come in has fit in like just like a puzzle piece. It, it, it's been perfect. And it, it's a great place to, to develop the, your rookies. I mean, you know, the, you prepare you're playing in a place where the fans care about hockey, um, and that's what you want. You know, on a Tuesday night game, in a lot of these rinks around the American League, you're going to get a couple hundred people, and here you're going to get 4,000. Um, you know, you, you got to be ready to play. You're playing on a big stage, and I think that, you know, that's uh, that's, that's 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 so valuable for a, for a young guy. Who are some of the younger guys on this Comets team that you are impressed with? Their play, their abilities, and where you think they're going from here. I mean, I'll I'll I'll, I'll start with uh, an easy one in Thatcher Demko. I mean, he is he is so mature, uh, you know, for his age and how many years he's he's played. I think it's his second year. Um, I mean, he he's done so 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 much for us on the back end there, and, and having Richard Bachman there by his side, I'm sure as speak you know has done volumes for him as well. His development, um, you know, another young guy. I mean, we got some young young defensemen. On on the uh, on the back end here with Breezeball and Chatfield, and um, you know those guys are first years in the league. They've gotten valuable opportunities and nice time. And you know, you know Ashton Schottner, he's had an amazing year, and he got a call up early, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and, and I see more in his future. Yeah, I'm always amazed by, and I've noticed this through through talking to players over the five years that the Comets have been here, uh, but specifically this year, there's. There's a ton of character in this locker room. And I'm not saying there's not character guys in other organizations on other teams, but this has to be one of the better groups that you've been with. And, and you know what? The environment was... was, was Right on the tail, right when I walked in, uh, you know, you know, guys who played here a long time, you know, Wacy and Carter, Archie, those guys, you know, who've been here have set a standard here. And when you walk in that room, you know, there's no choice, and you're going to follow those guys uh, in anything, and, and and it's fun. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, I'm happy that uh, you know the Canucks and the in the Comets decided to sign me, and and, I, and I'm grateful to play in a city like this. Absolutely, Jamie Cyphers. We're grateful right. to have you. Ah, I appreciate that, guys. A hundred percent. We're shaking hands, and he's. A Rangers fan, don't forget <laughs> yeah, about that. Right. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> Once the playing career is over, right. he'll he'll jump back into that. Right now, he loves the Vancouver Ducks and the Utica <laughs> Comets. This is ESPN Utica Rome, Utica Comets Insider. We're live at Swifties, all brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light, and we'll be right back. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop, broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light. Dilly Dilly, live from Swifties. I'm Scoop Rainman here and Jamie Cyphers of your Utica Comets. And we mentioned and actually shared on social media earlier, as we will later, the podcast of anything you may have missed on tonight's broadcast. But Jamie Cyphers blowing out a skate blade. When he was with the Lake Erie Monsters. You don't carry one of those in your back pocket when you're on the ice. you got to go get a whole new And we, we, got a, we got a text from Andy Zilch who says he uh, believes that happened last year with Andre Padan as well. Because I, I couldn't recall 
having ever seen that before. But it was it was also pretty dramatic how they were trying to help you get <laughs> off the ice. You know, it was almost like, a, is there a game of Duck Duck Goose going to break out here? They're pushing you <laughs> off the ice. You know, I was watching it earlier and I'm like, oh God, dude, get off the ice! Come on, please, man, catch catch some friction on the I ice. Could, I couldn't figure it out. Something to get you out of there. Uh, problem solving skills are at an all time low. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long shift. You're the right. You're with a couple of like minded guys. Trust me. <laughs> Scoop, what do you got, man? I know we got one more from uh, Rick Dollywall from Sportsnet in Vancouver. Well, I would like to get your response to uh, Rick's comments about the future and some of the players uh, that are up in Vancouver now and maybe some that we'll see in the years to come. Yeah, it's kind of uh, a couple of the guys that they really have their eyes on for next year and the talent of this year, but really game planning on using heavily next year. Absolutely. Zach McEwen, uh, 31-point second in the team. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a 21-year-old kid, played in Quebec in junior. Do you understand how tough it is to go from junior to the American Hockey League? It's a massive step. This kid is 6'4", 212 pounds. This is a kid that the Canucks are very high on. He absolutely blew them away this year. Ryan Johnson, uh, there was a time when I would interview Ryan Johnson uh, every week, and the one name that he consistently brought up was Zach McEwen. And he's got something the Canucks don't have, size and grit and scoring potential. One thing the Canucks absolutely, um, they're too soft. They're one of the softest. And that's why Darren Archibald's up here. And that's why Darren Archibald's a great scorer. I know you guys love Darren Archibald. He is starting to become a fan favorite here as well. He scored on a penalty shot goal last week. Saw that. Darren Archibald is a guy that the Canucks, uh, the fans are now saying, sign him to a one- or two-year deal. Alex Biega, the Bulldog, just got a two-year deal. Why can't you give Archibald... But one of the problems in Vancouver is they're a very soft team. They don't have a ton of size and a ton of grit, and that's something they're going to have to address. And But you also you just don't want size and grit. You want size and grit that can play, that can skate, that can produce. Uh, Corey Perry or Ryan Getzlap, those type of guys that are missing in Vancouver right now. But I'll tell you, the, the two guys, and I, I, Zach McEwen's a guy I want to see how he does in training camp. Okay, that's one. Uh, Darren Archibald. Uh, they're going to let him play out the string here, okay? And I talked to his agent last week. They haven't called yet. They haven't started negotiations. But it doesn't matter. If Archibald doesn't get the deal here, he's doing so well right now that uh, that he could get a deal in another NHL franchise the way he's going. So I think when you ask about guys, I mean, obviously Zach McHugh and Archibald and Demko, those are the three guys that I really, really want to see how they do at training camp. So you've talked about Thatcher Demko and Darren Archibald a little bit. Talk about Zach McEwen. Now he's an he's an impressive he's an impressive player, uh, an, impl- an impressive guy as well. Um, you know, you know Q Q Q works. Uh, he works hard in practice, and, he, and you can see he works hard in the games. He's being rewarded for it with the points he has. Um, he's a he's a huge body, just like just like he alluded to. Um, you know, but he likes to have the puck too. You know, a lot of guys are, are you know can you know their confidence can can vary. You know, carrying the puck through the neutral zone and making plays. He's not afraid to make a play. He's also not afraid to bring the puck to the net, which is what uh, more guys should start doing in this league um, because they can. And you know, Q's had that confidence and he has some success. With it. Well, he's a character guy as well. He's he's another player that we had here and is one of the people that I thought of when we were talking about that just a few minutes ago. Does Coach, uh, Coach Cull preach the grit aspect of playing because clearly size and grit is what they're looking for up in Vancouver. Is that something that he keys on to develop for Vancouver with these guys? Every game. Every game he wants us to play with grit and, and some sandpaper. And uh, we definitely have guys that are listening. 
and, and Q's one of them. Um, you know, he, he, he adds an, an element of toughness, too. Um, you know, there's not much fighting going on in the games these days, but, you know, he, he, he had a heck of a tilt the other night in, in Binghamton, and he fought a, re, a real tough customer. So um, he did really well. Um, he had some the great fights going. in that Quebec League. I, oh, there's a yeah. great YouTube video with yeah. goals and fights and everything, and it's like, wow, these guys... He no, no. Can I mean, score and he can fight. You know, I met a lot of guys from from PEI there, and he and he and he, he fits the mold. They're all they're all tough, uh, and they all love the game. So, it was funny. We had his mom and dad on a couple weeks ago oh, did you? on our Sunday Sportsilla show, and. It was funny. What did what did mom say? Mom McEwen said, "Well, this is Canada. We we just we all we're about is hockey. Yeah. That's all we do, and it's part of the game. They worried about him, but it's part of the game, like you said a little bit earlier. So yeah, he'll be okay. I mean, he, he's a big boy, bigger than most. So yeah, he, he can take, take care a, of himself. Yeah. He can take a punch. We have time. I want to air one more clip from Rick Dollywall, where it's a little bit shorter, where he was talking about, and you had mentioned this, and, and we've alluded to it throughout tonight. There's been an unprecedented number of roster moves and transactions. I think it's injuries over, and injuries and PTOs, and I think it's over a hundred. But I want to hear what Rick Dollywall had to say from Sportsnet in Vancouver and, and get your further reaction on this because this is still a team that is pretty secure. If you win some games here, the Magic numbers down to like I think seventeen now, nineteen somewhere in there. So a few more wins, and we're going to get in the playoffs. But let's play that. That's clip number well, you, you, number three. You mentioned the other night that you're not you're not thinking about the playoffs in your post game. Yeah, we're, we're, you're trying not to. I mean, I mean, you know it's there. It's looming. I mean, we're a month out. Uh, we're a month out. But you know, we need to take care of some things first. Yeah, let's play clip number three. Uh, hear what Rick has to say, and then we'll let you respond. Well, look at the uh, transactions. I mean, I, I think Ryan told me a few be- weeks back there was over 100 transactions for an American Hockey League team. That's huge. That's that's a crazy number. Crazy. You know, and then you got uh, massive injury problems in Vancouver, which means your guys' best players get called up all the time. Right now we got six in Vancouver. We got six players injured. Four of them are done for the year. That's why Godolbin and Boucher are, are up here, and, and Boucher – if he goes back down, he's got to clear waivers. So that's another interesting uh, situation as well. But um, you know what? It, Trent Call, Ryan Johnson, Pat Conacher, there's, there's three pretty good hockey guys right there. And, and uh, what they've done in Utica this year, especially with the injury, is unbelievable. unbelievable. When, I, when I see all these East Coast Hockey League players up, I, I just I shake my head. I haven't seen a situation like this in, in a long time. Have you ever seen anything like this in all your years as a professional hockey player, no, Jamie Cyphers? Not at all, and and I haven't seen it with, with with teams having success with all the guys they brought in as well. Man, it's just it blows my mind what's been accomplished here based on that. The ability to sustain the 16-game point streak, the, the the ability for guys to step in on PTO special teams. guys, you know, trial by fire, you know, and here they are producing. Yeah, it's remarkable. Jamie, I think we, uh, we're we up against, like, the last minute of Comets Insider. We're down here at Swifties. We'll be back again next week. Scoop and rain with you. All brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light Dilly Dilly. Enjoy the daughters. I think they'll be asleep by the time yeah. you get home. We really appreciate you hanging no, out. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. I had a great time. You only had to stick around until 730, but he decided to stay the whole time. Yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> Jamie Cyphers, you're my favorite player and a Rangers fan. Ah, uh, you better be. Scoop, take <laughs> us out of here. Go Comets!